When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey everybody, I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. And you're watching Tesla Time News, episode 320 on Now You Know. We're brought to you by our amazing Patreon patrons. Help support us at patreon.com slash now you know. This week's show is sponsored by our friends at Climate Exchange. We've been working with them for years because Climate Exchange not only brings you an awesome chance to win the Tesla of your dreams, but as you'll hear from their research director, Jonah, they're also super committed to fighting the fossil fuel industry. The fossil fuel industry for 30 plus years has been a coordinated killer force in state politics. And they do this through well-funded, structured systems where companies can influence legislators and introduce bills at scale across all 50 states at once. There has been no counteracting force to that in the climate movement until climate exchange. And climate exchange has developed their own state climate policy dashboard, helping every state to track climate policy with links to tons of resources. So do you want to win your choice of a Tesla? Can someone win a plaid? Yep. In fact, one of our viewers won last year's climate exchange raffle and he chose a Model S plaid. Climate exchange even pays all the taxes so you don't have to. Go to carbonraffle.org today and enter for your chance to win. And I want to remind everyone that the cool t-shirt designs that you see us wearing each week on this show come from ecoware.us. Yeah, dozens and dozens of really fun designs on all kinds of fun products from t-shirts to hats to sweatshirts to phone cases. All of which make great gifts, by the way. You can help support the show and plant trees by shopping at ecoware.us. So don't be surprised if you're walking down the street in Europe or the Middle East soon and you start seeing these. Uh, I think people watching the show in Europe and the Middle East have probably seen Model Ys on their roads before. Uh, not these. What? What are those? These are two new colors now available at Giga Berlin. Quicksilver and Midnight Cherry Red for the Model Y long range and performance. They've shown up on the design studio in Europe and the Middle East. So are those the only two markets where you can get these new colors? It appears so, and you'll have to pay extra for them. Quicksilver is 3,000 euros and Midnight Cherry is 3,200 euros. What, are there like cherries in there grown from the moonlight? I mean, why so expensive? I don't know, but the new colors should start being delivered next month. That's cool. Look, here on the design studio page, you can see there's these sliders, so you can show the difference between the old colors and the new. Hmm. And Elon tweeted out, only Giga Berlin can make these colors as the paint shop was specially built to apply many fine layers of paint, giving it complexity not otherwise possible. Oh, wow. And Tesla owner Silicon Valley says, can we at least get another color option in the USA? And on Friday, Elon said, yes. 
So get ready for USA Green. I'm green. And according to an email that went out to customers last Friday, existing reservation holders for these two models of the Model Y will be offered an upgrade to either Quicksilver or Midnight Cherry Red for no additional cost. Oh, that's nice. That's that's a very nice thing. Yeah, yeah. These are great colors. All right, so we had a Q3 earnings call the other day. It was honestly one of the most exciting ones I've ever heard. Um, I'm going to give kind of a recap here of what we heard, and there's a lot of cool stuff, so mm-hmm. buckle up. The things that stood out to me during the opening remarks, Giga Berlin and Giga Texas have now hit a run rate of 2,000 cars a week. So both Giga factories are almost neck and neck. Mm-hmm. The 4680s have tripled in production from Q2 and should become a significant portion of production in Texas in the coming months. So that's great news. A massive influx of world-class AI research resumes came in because of AI day number two. So that's awesome because that Mm -hmm. was the whole point. He also said that there would be a wide release of full self-driving beta in North America in a month. That's great because, I mean, before it's just been a small number of uh, beta users. Now it's going to be pretty much the whole fleet. He stressed that there's excellent demand for Q4 coming up and they expect to sell every car that they can make as far as they can see. So really positive future outlook. All right. So Elon brought up the buyback. buyback. What's a buyback? Uh, it's when a company buys back shares. Okay. And Tesla has never done that before. Uh, and he said, we have the ability to do a five to $10 billion buyback. Likely we'll do some meaningful buyback. We're going to talk more about that on the Investor Club bonus story. He then went on to talk about um, an exciting product portfolio, some that we've seen. And some that we haven't seen. Yes. Uh, I said there's been a lot of progress on the robo taxi design. We'll get into more on that in a second. They're aiming for a thousand gigawatt hours per year capacity in the U.S. alone of batteries. And that's just Tesla, not counting their suppliers. And they say they'll go vertically integrated, including lithium refining if they need to, because they want to hit this. This is an important number. We'll talk about this more because of the IRA, the Inflation Reduction Act. Mm -hmm. But getting on to some comments from their CFO, Zachary Kirkhorn, he said they're on track for 50% annual compounded growth in deliveries, revenue, and production this year. And Elon added, as far as we can see into the future. So again, they've been on this number before. We've talked about it. But 50% annual compounded growth is amazing. And they see no sign of that stopping. That is awesome. And, you know, a lot of financial analysts last quarter were like, well, they didn't hit their expected deliveries. And Elon said that's because we ran out of trains and trucks to deliver them. That's how many they were trying to deliver. So not that they had demand problems, but they had actual truck problems. You know, there's just not enough of them out there. And I know I know you've been screaming at the screen since we started. What about Cybertruck? What about Cybertruck? Well, Elon asked his team, um, when can I drive my beta Cybertruck? And he was told. In a few weeks. When should I drive my beta? <laughs> in a few weeks. Right. Okay, great. Um, thank, you. thank you. Thank you. So that's exciting. Really exciting. I'm so excited. And Elon said he'll be there in person to deliver the Tesla semi truck to Pepsi on December 1st. He reiterated that it'll have 500 miles with full cargo, no sacrifice to capacity. Tentatively, they're going to make 50,000 semi units in 2024 in North America. The 4680 ramp is looking good, growing exponentially. 300 to 400 terawatt hours per year is their goal. Now, that is a big number. I totally get it. That would be enough to make millions of cars, but that is their goal, and that's awesome. But he did let out a little hint here about what the cathode's going to be made out of. Obviously, you can make them out of nickel or iron. He said we're going to do about twice as much iron as nickel. So that gives you some idea of LFP versus NMC. Mm. And they said we see stationary storage batteries growing twice as fast as cars. So their battery division is going to keep making a lot of money. And Zachary let out this little tidbit that they do think the 2023 three could be, you know, a recession. And he said, we can withstand quite a bit of downside before it affects any of our stuff like supercharger build out. So that's great. Even if we have a bad year, they are ready for it. And it sounds like Model Y at Giga Berlin will be made with a single piece front casting and the structural battery pack by the end of the year. So a lot of cool news. But let's focus here on the thing that Elon said. He said that a few years ago on an earnings call that he thought it was possible for Tesla to be worth more than Apple. And a lot of people made fun of him at the time and said, how could that possibly be? And he said, well, we achieved that. I now am of the opinion that we can far exceed Apple's current market cap. In fact, I, I see a potential path for Tesla to be worth more than Apple 
and Saudi Aramco combined. And Bill Lee tweeted out execution plus luck plus product expansion equals Tesla worth more than Apple and Saudi Aramco. And Elon said, will require truly exceptional execution, but it is possible. And Jake said, let's set you straight real quick. In 2015, Elon said Tesla would reach 700 billion by 2025. The media said, insane. Tesla reached that value five years early. Today, Elon said Tesla is headed to 4.4 trillion. The media never learns and is once again calling the prediction ridiculous. Elon laughed and said the media reports with great fanfare my predictions that are late, but rarely those that come early. Okay, so let's clarify what this means in today's dollars. Mm -hmm. Apple currently has a market cap of 2.3 trillion. Saudi Aramco currently has a market cap of 2.1 trillion. So Elon is saying that he thinks the Tesla could be worth more than 4.4 trillion dollars. That's six and a half times what Tesla's worth today. Yeah, Elon went on to say, But for the first time, I am seeing wait for for Tesla to be, let's say, roughly twice the value of Saudi Aramco. And we'll discuss one more point Elon made about this, but we'll do it on our Investor Club bonus story this week because I want to get back to more of what we learned during the earnings call. So I want to pause here and focus on a great investor question that came in during the call that led to what could be one of the biggest news items to come out of this earnings call, in my opinion. The question was, the progression from Tesla's first platform with S and X to the second platform with 3 and Y led to a 50% reduction in COGS. What do you see Tesla's third platform being released and what level of COGS reduction could you achieve? Uh, and what's COGS again? Cost of goods sold. Okay. So the cost to make something. So Elon responded that they've done the engineering for the Cybertruck and the Semi-Truck and now are working on the next generation vehicle, which will be smaller and half the cost of the Model 3Y platform. Elon said it will exceed the production of all other vehicles combined. And lastly, he said this next-gen vehicle is the primary focus of the vehicle development team. Now, isn't this going against what Elon said during the Q1 earnings call when he said that they are not currently working on a $25,000 car? No. I think six months ago, the vehicle development team wasn't working on the $25,000 car. It was focused on the Cybertruck and the Semi-Truck. Now, they are done with those. Those products are going into the tooling phase. Mm. Now that team is freed up to focus on this new platform, which I think will be the RoboTaxi. I think this fits what Tesla's VP of Investor Relations, Martin Vieca, said last month at a Goldman Sachs conference about the RoboTaxi launch happening in 2024. So what else do we know about the next-gen vehicle? Well, Elon has said it will be quite futuristic looking and that it will have no steering wheel or pedals. My guess is that it will also be made with a stainless steel exoskeleton like the Cybertruck. My belief is they're going to make it super durable because it's going to be a robo-taxi for the masses. So it has to hold up to a lot of abuse. And I think that even if, and I'm, I don't really think this, but even if Tesla can't get full self-driving to where they want it to be at that time, they could still sell it as a car for $25,000 and it will be massively popular. And I mean, I think that a lot of people are like, well, how can you get any cheaper than a Model 3? That's insane. Well, the Model 3, when it was designed, this was back in 2016, 2017. Uh, there were no gigapresses mm -hmm. and, and big castings. Stainless steel was not really an option. So folded stainless steel, we weren't thinking about it that way. No structural battery pack. I think that if you design a car the same way that they're probably designing the Cybertruck, yep. with these two things in mind, I think you can get a drastically cheaper car. Also, if they're made by robots. Hey, if you like the reporting we're doing, hit the like button. It really helps us out and we super appreciate it. All right, so getting on to the questions on the earnings call, Adam Jonas asked about uh, vertical integration into mining. And Elon said, whatever the limiting factor is, we'll do it. If we have to go mine, we'll mine. Next was Wells Fargo. They asked uh, any update on full self-driving. Elon said they're expecting full self-driving by the end of this year, where you almost never have to touch the vehicle controls. He said, we're pretty close to having enough nines that you could have no one in the car by the end of this year. Without question, he said, whatsoever in my mind next year, safer than the average human next year. That's what he said. Big question about the IRA tax credit because the thresholds keep increasing each year. You have to have more and more American-made stuff in the car to get the credit. And the question was, Is are you going to be able to meet those limits? And Elon was very confident. He said, yes, we'll meet those thresholds. Uh, Oppenheimer had a question. They were, they said that basically Tesla's operating leverage is the lowest it's ever been. Yeah. And um, basically, Elon equated that to engineering. He said, at a lot of companies, you just say, I, we spent a million dollars on engineers. And then you can compare that to some other company that spent a million dollars on engineers. He said, engineers are not generic. 
Dollars is not a good way to judge them. And then this really interesting comment from one of the guys on the call, I'm not sure who it was because it was so fast. They said, well, Optimus will change that. And you might be like, what is it? What is he talking about? When you spend money on capital to build something like a factory, there's a return on that investment, right? And so if you build a gigafactory and spend a billion dollars, how much return on investment are you getting? Mm. They're saying not only are they good at it now and getting a lot of money out of those investments, but once you put Optimus into those investments, making those cars, your operating leverage gets even higher. So Elon said basically a nickel spent at Tesla is worth almost an infinite number of dollars that other companies spend on engineers. It just shows you how confident he is in his team. They commented on the fact that some of the prices of commodities like aluminum and steel are actually dropping uh, the, about 17 to 20%. Uh, the container prices, have dropped from $20,000 to send a container from China to here down to $3,600. Um, but they did say that lithium is going up. And he made the point that Kathy Wood has been trying to make, he said, that the Fed has been looking in the rearview mirror instead of out of the windshield. So basically, they keep looking at inflation going up. But he said those indexes have latency. Probably we'll see some cost reductions in 2023, and he'd be surprised if we didn't. And then there was a question about a single superstructure? Yeah, they wanted to know, you know, should SpaceX and Tesla all combine into one giant super company? And Elon said, I'm not Warren Buffett. I'm not an investor. I'm an engineer. I work and design and develop products. So I don't think he wants to do just a one giant company. There was a question about the 4680s. Have they worked out the kinks in production? It sounds to me like 2026 is when they're going to reach full production of that. It's not going to be anytime soon. It does take a while to work these kinks out, but they are exponentially working faster. Also, they mentioned their lithium refinery in Corpus Christi, Texas. I think we forget about this, mm -hmm. but they're actually refining their own lithium. And Elon said, we see a path to a $70 per kilowatt hour cell before incentives. Remember how $100 per kilowatt hour was the magic price? If he's saying that we already have a path to get 30% lower than that, that is huge news. That's massive news. There was a question about the 4680s. Are they going into the Model Ys out of Austin? Are they going to the semi-trucks? Are they going to the Cybertrucks? And Elon said, at the moment, the semi-truck does not use 4680s yet. Um, we are making some Model Ys with the 4680s out of Giga Texas. In fact, Drew Baglino, their VP of engineering, is driving one of those. And he's put about 10,000 miles on it without any problems. Hmm. And then a cool question from William Stein. He said, what's the likelihood of commercial success for full self-driving, Dojo, and Optimus? And Elon said... 100% for FSD. We're almost there. Optimus, he thinks, extremely high chance of success. Given enough time, he said 100%. And then Dojo is the only one he wasn't sure about versus like NVIDIA. He said, the jury's out. He said, my team thinks they can do it, but we should know next year. Wow. Really honest answers. Yeah. All right, but let's get to the Q3 results. All right, the brass tax. Automotive revenues, $18.6 billion, up 55% year over year. Total revenues of $21.4 up 56% year over year. And I just want to stress as we go through these numbers, it's easy to take a number and then say, but analysts thought it would be higher. <laughs> the analysts, okay? It's about the numbers. Total gross profit, $5.3 up 47% year over year. Net gap income, $3.2 up 103% year over year. Capital expenditures, $1.8 actually down 1% year over year. And that's good. That's what they spend on factories and stuff. So they're actually not like spending as much. Right. They're keeping their spend pretty much the same, but getting more out of it. Free cash flow of 3.2 billion up 148% year over year. Cash in the bank, 21.1 billion up 31% year over year. Non-gap earnings per share, $1.05. That beat Wall Street consensuses of $1.01. Model S and X production, 19,935. That's up 123% year over year. Model 3 and Y production, 345,988. That's up 51% year over year. Solar deployed, 94 megawatts. That's up 24% year over year. Storage deployed. I thought this was a typo, but it's not. 2,100 megawatt hours, up 62% year over year. This is a record-breaking quarter. They've never seen this much. One that I'm a little skeezed out about, store and service locations. Total is 728. It's up 16% year over year. Yeah, I'd like to see that higher too. Same with mobile service fleet. It's 1,532 units, um, up 29% year over year. But this next number shows you that it should be higher. Supercharger locations, 4,283, up 32% year over year. But the interesting one here is that paid supercharging grew to more than 3x year over year. And it worries me because I'm not exactly sure what that means. I mean, there were a lot of people who had free supercharging because they had some referral code points mm -hmm. and stuff. And obviously there's more cars. I'm worried that 
that means that there's a lot more people using superchargers and they're not building them fast enough. I don't know. What's your take? Look, we have to figure out what paid supercharging means. We don't know if this just means now people are getting billed as opposed to like what you were saying. I mean, first of all, though, there's more cars out there. There's more superchargers. And I think that that means that there's going to be more superchargers closer to where people live. And I think that at a certain point you're going to go, hey, I could charge up tonight um, and maybe I'll have enough in the morning. But convenience I can just go to the supercharger and charge up. Yeah. I think that that's been happening more and more. And uh, it's it's not a bad thing for Tesla for people to be utilizing these superchargers. Every quarter, we get an update on their annual vehicle capacity. This is how many cars they can put out in a year. So right now, they're at a 1.9 million run rate. Next, we can go to market share of Tesla and look at this graph. If you went back to 2018, for instance, it would look so boring, right? It's so flat and you're yeah. not making any cars. And we told you there was something called a an S-curve coming up. <laughs> and this is what it looks like when you get into the beginning of the S-curve. And we're about to get into the vertical part. I just, that's astounding. It's, we're 4% of all cars in the USA are Teslas yes. being sold. Cumulative miles driven with full self-driving is approaching 60 million, and that's about to take off as well because he's going to open it up to the entire fleet. Regulatory credits um, sold to other automakers is at $286 million, which is down from last quarter's $344 million. And you might be saying that's bad. <laughs> it's actually not bad because it shows that Tesla is super profitable even without selling the credits. That FUD story is now, I think, officially dead. Cybertruck is now in the tooling phase. If you take a look at this uh, table here, you'll see Cybertruck is in tooling. Tesla semi-truck is in early production. Um, we don't even have numbers for those, but it's getting pretty exciting. Of course, Roadster is still in development, so wah. Um, but RoboTaxi and others is uh, in development, which it's been for a while. Others means Optimus. And for our next story, wait, is that Bobby outside? 40 degrees out today. Hey there, Zach and Jesse. Yeah, I'm out here in the, the cold New England weather and I'm really excited to show you this new EcoWare item that we've got, this cyber blanket. I cannot wait to put it on because, man, is it cozy. So you can go get this right now. Ooh, that's comfy. At ecoware.us, link is down below. And if you use our special promo code, I love Optimus, you'll get this thing for 5% off. All right, guys, I'll see you next week. You can find this blanket and many others at ecoware.us. Back to you, Zach and Jesse. Mm. Oh, I want, this is cozy. I want to do the show in a blanket. <laughs> Too bad. You're going to have to get your own. Ecoware.us. All right, so this story pretty much rocks. Tesla has opened supercharger voting on their website. Wait, so we can propose locations and Tesla will actually heed our advice? Heed my words. That's the idea. Now, of course, life and bureaucracy can get in the way, but finding meaningful gaps is probably something that Tesla is aiming to find out more about. Like, I suggested North Adams, Massachusetts, as there's a big gap there, and I might get outvoted by Bennington, Vermont, but I think that North Adams has more destinations right nearby, uh, but both fill in a gap. And what's cool about this voting is that Tesla can find where they can start pushing out the boundaries of the network. Um, like, it was neat to see this spot voted in high level in northern Alberta, but I'm a bit confused. I don't seem to be able to see your pin that you put in for North Adams, Massachusetts. How do I vote on it? Well, yeah, you can only see the top 100 uh, suggested spots in a given continent. Um, I would imagine that Tesla takes suggestions and then counts them as a vote. Otherwise, the map would be completely covered with dots. So, I mean, they had to consolidate it somehow. Yeah, I mean, no offense here to like Kemmerer or Wyoming, but I would like to see if we could get North Adams in the top 100. Yeah, it's right near the Massachusetts Museum of Modern and Contemporary Art, which also functions as a concert space. Remember, we saw cake there mm -hmm. one time. That was the best um, show. And having a supercharger there would be great. I think that the perfect spot for it is right at the Big Y in the center of town. It's a. Uh, Are you making an actual pitch for this one supercharger? That's I not fair. Think, I just. Oh, I I want to see. Look, I want to see how this works. No, but I think so. I love that they're doing this, and I, the only qualm I have is you get five votes. I think that's great. Great. But I do think that as soon as I nominate a place, and maybe. I don't know, three other people do, that it should get onto the, the map. Or maybe I should be able to like send a link to my friends to get it to vote. I don't know exactly because how Because here's works. another question. Yeah. If we put a pin in a very specific spot that we thought would be perfect, but yeah. what if I put another pin in North Adams that was like a mile away? Do, do we get mushed into the same vote or like not? I don't know. I mean, obviously, Tesla can't just put a supercharger wherever they please. They're going to have to talk to different places and see where they can rent the space. No, but I mean, what I'm saying is in Massachusetts right now, there's two things for me to vote on. I don't really feel that strongly about either one. I like your idea, mm -hmm. but I don't see it on the map. Tesla, 
I, I'm sure you gave this to an intern to do or whatever. I think you could improve it because I think it's very powerful, but it's not very powerful at the moment because 100 top 100 in a continent just isn't enough spots for us to see. It's true. I mean, especially when we're talking about the United States, obviously, we're only going to be on average having two in each state. And it skewed this to anyone who got on the site like the first day and put a pin. Yeah, I look, I think that this is great. I think that it's going to evolve. This is the first day of it. Um, but let's just see. I Look, I don't want to take away from like Bennington, Vermont. There's probably a really good reason why people have chosen that one over North Adams. But I do just want to see if we can get that one on the map. Just, I just want to see. Just so that way we can say, oh, North Adams appeared on the map. Then we can all vote for Bennington or whatever. I just want to see, like, do we have a thing? Or did Tesla just go like... We're going to choose the ones where we're going to we were already planning on doing a supercharger. I don't know. Hmm. So we reported on a recent recall to 13,000 Rivian R1Ts and some R1Ss. The problem was that on some trucks, the front steerage upper linkage bolt wasn't torqued enough at the factory and could come loose, which would mean that the wheel could like flop loose while you're driving. Not good. Well, Rivian CEO RJ Scaringe has confirmed that they have completed repairs on a large majority of the trucks by mobilizing their entire service network. In fact, we had a Rivian mobile tech visit us late last week and they torqued our steering linkage bolt. So you're seeing Mike here torquing our bolts. He's a great guy. Uh, he said that the factory had torqued the bolts to about 60 Newton meters, but now they are torquing them to double that or 120 Newton meters. It only took him about two minutes to do this. So that's great. I would love to hear in the comments, though, from mechanics and other people people who know this kind of stuff was 60 newton meters a proper tightness to begin with because in my opinion from working with bolts and cars it seemed like it was too loose to start now if you watch him closely he turns it six times now i know those aren't full turns i know there's about eighth turns but in my limited experience <laughs> with ratchets, with ratchets yeah. i ratchet a lot of bolts in my job when i am able to turn it that easily six times to me that's not a highly torqued bolt. Uh, it could be because there's a rubber bushing, but look, I'm not a mechanic. Please, people who know more about this stuff and upper linkage yeah, control arms. Yeah, please you know, comment below because it started at 54 Newton meters and- It doesn't ended... seem like a lot. It doesn't. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's why it was acting a little weird. But hang on. I was just reading the Rivian forums and it seems like Rivian has another problem. Oh, what's that? The powered tonneau cover. Here's an email from Rivian that many new customers configuring their R1Ts are getting. We recently shared with R1T owners that we are upgrading the powered tonneau cover. As we go through the process, we're removing the powered tonneau cover from production. We plan to reintroduce this feature later, but a date has not been set. For the foreseeable future, all R1Ts will come with either a manual tonneau cover or no tonneau cover. Since you have selected a powered tonneau cover, your configuration will need to be updated to either a manual tonneau cover or no tonneau cover. It's important to note this choice will not impact your delivery timing estimate coming later this month. Our manual tonneau cover is comprised of four interlocking panels constructed of a durable aluminum composite that slide in and out of the bed's integrated side rails. When not in use, the panels store in a cargo bag and fit easily in the gear tunnel. The manual tonneau cover is fully lockable and offers protection against light weather. If you're taking delivery soon, your panels will ship later. Our current estimate is early 2023. Photos and a full demonstration of the manual tonneau cover will be shared before then. If you choose no tonneau cover, vehicles delivered in the next few months will include the integrated side rails in the bed. In early 2023, we will transition to a design without the integrated side rails. Whoa, 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 whoa. That is a lot to take in. Okay, so... Rivian is going to stop shipping the truck with the powered tonneau cover and soon also they won't be shipping the side rails at all starting next year for people who don't get the manual tonneau cover. So they're just giving up on arguably one of the coolest features of the truck. And I mean, what about our truck that has the powered tonneau cover? I mean, they already had to fix it once, but what if it breaks again? Are they just going to stop servicing it and rip it out? Well, they did just send out a new over-the-air software update, though, with a bunch of fixes and a couple new features. Like what? Well, they fixed some nav things, and there is now a kneeling mode to make it easier to get in and out of the truck. Okay, I mean, that's good. I, I'd, you know, intentionally been putting the car into conserve so that it would go into lowest mode just so I could, like, step out um, and step into the truck. So I like the kneeling mode, but I mean... But to your point, I am worried because there is this, like, six-inch space that's taken out of the bed for the tonal cover to go into. Mm. Now, are they going to use that space for the new tonal cover design 
or is it going to change that space? Because like, let's say the new tonal cover needs seven inches. Would they be able to put that new tonal cover into our truck? And look, I need to rant about this for a lot longer. We don't have the time for it on the main show. So we're going to be putting this on Patreon bonus stories. Yeah. Join us for as little as a buck a month. Get to hear all of our bonus stories. Yeah. You can watch all of them along with many other fun perks. We got a book club, investor club. Um, you can get your name on the end credits. We have t-shirts, mugs, polls, live streams, lots of fun stuff over on Patreon. You can check it out at patreon.com slash now you know. And go check out the Cybertruck Owners Club. They help sponsor the show. They have a website for Cybertruck news, discussions, and community for Cybertruck enthusiasts and future owners. There you're going to find their crowdsource reservation tracker that you can update and find your place in line. And their 3D configurator allowing you to visualize the Cybertruck in any color wrap and logo. With so much Tesla news this week, it may be easy to forget about another one of Elon's massive projects. Let's go down to Starbase in Boca Chica, Texas. We're talking about Starship. Yeah, check this out. This is not CGI. This is real. Starship prototype ship number 24 is getting picked up by the huge mechanical arm affectionately known as Mechazilla and placed onto the super heavy prototype booster number seven. Yeah, it appears that this Starship prototype only has three rocket engines in it, so it's probably not going to do anything amazing. It's probably a test of something else. Starship number 25 got moved from the construction bay for the first time to the test site. And while this is all happening, SpaceX launched 54 new Starlink satellites on a Falcon 9 at Cape Canaveral, Florida. It was SpaceX's 48th launch so far this year. Elon said, congrats to SpaceX team on 48th launch this year. Falcon 9 now holds the record for most launches of a single vehicle type in a year. Isn't that incredible? Wow. So Waymo, the autonomous taxi company, isn't just driving around Arizona driverlessly anymore. That's right. We reported earlier this year how they expanded into San Francisco. And now Waymo just announced that they are coming to Los Angeles. Waymo's co-CEO, Takedra Malakana, said, when we think about our next cities, Los Angeles jumps out. LA is a remarkable, vibrant place, and Waymo's experience leaves us best positioned to tackle its driving complexity. Just like with San Francisco, Waymo will start with safety drivers behind the wheel and will only be available to Waymo employees at first until they iron out the kinks. Waymo also has to obtain a permit from the California Department of Motor Vehicles to operate driverlessly in L.A., presumably after they demonstrate their safety data. Waymo has been mapping the many L.A. neighborhoods for the past three years, like downtown and Miracle Mile, Koreatown, Santa Monica, Westwood and West Hollywood. So our guess is that those places will be the first to see Waymo's offering rides. So please, viewers in L.A., if you go for a Waymo ride, tell us about your experiences, film a video contributor story, or send us some photos of your ride at hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. Because I'm sure that your NDA won't hold up in court. So you remember the Tesla referral program? Yeah, how could I forget? We earned a bunch of stuff from the referral program, Tesla jackets and luggage, Tesla wheels that we gave away. And some Tesla Roadsters that I can't wait to drive and fly around in for our butts and seat store. But sadly, it's gone now after Tesla removed it about a year ago. Well, according to Tesla app updates, the latest 4.14.1 Tesla app has source code that reveals that it may be coming back. There are several references to referral codes and redemptions and also mentions of redeeming referral credits for official merchandise and accessories and even software upgrades. There's even something called a referral challenge. Ooh, a referral challenge. That sounds fun. And it looks like it's definitely coming to China because in addition to lowering prices, Tesla has added a treasure chest. Wait, hang on. China has lowered prices? Yeah. The uh, Made in China Model 3 starting price has dropped from 279,000 won to 38, which is 38,500, to 265,000 won, which is 36.6. So a $1,900 price reduction. Yep. And the Model Y has also seen a price drop from 43.6 to 39.8. So a $3,800 price reduction. Hmm, I want a price reduction like that. Um, and you said something about a treasure chest? I want my treasure chest! Yeah, so unlike the first referral program where each referral earned you prizes, now it looks like those referrals earn you points towards different raffles. Like what can you win? Uh, there's the Tesla Texas belt buckle, the Model S for kids, the home chargers, and two years of FSD. And if you get 20 or more referrals, you could get a lucky draw for a chance to win a VIP visit, uh, 50,000 kilometers of free supercharging and uh, one year free Model 3 or Model Y rentals. <laughs> wow. OK, so I guess the big question that everyone's going to ask, is this because there's a demand problem? My guess is that, like we've talked about before, as you lower the price of a vehicle by about $5,000, you're doubling the number of people who can afford the car. So these price reductions are actually opening the cars up to more Chinese consumers. I think this is good news because I think it shows that Tesla is probably lowering their cogs or their cost of goods sold and passing those prices on to consumers. 
But I'm sure the Fudsters will use it as some kind of demand story. So some good news for U.S. Tesla customers. Uh, Tesla is now including the new parcel shelf in Model Y's made in Fremont starting from October 20th. I thought there was already this shelf or cargo cover in Model Ys. Yeah, it's a little confusing. Tesla had implemented it in Giga Shanghai Model Ys last year and then in Giga Texas Model Ys starting a few months ago. But obviously, a majority of Model Ys being delivered in the U.S. comes from Fremont. So I feel like I've had something like this in some of my old cars. It's like a rollout cover. Uh, no, actually, this is a hard foldable shelf. Um, so you should be able to pile some stuff on top of it. OK, so different than I think most cargo covers that I've had in my cars. Yeah, it seems like it could be helpful for some people and give the car a quieter ride and possibly a cleaner look. Nice. Something to look forward to for Model Y buyers. Definitely. And Tesla's just come out with job listings for St. Louis, Missouri, as part of their latest warehouse in Illinois. Hang on. Uh, if the warehouse is in Illinois, why are the job listings for St. Louis? Well, the warehouse is in Pontoon Beach, Illinois, which is just across the Mississippi River from St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, I see. So what does this new warehouse mean for Tesla? So the job descriptions are for a parts distribution warehouse, um, and this is basically parts distribution to service centers. So then why St. Louis? Why not closer to where the parts are made, like Austin, Fremont or Giga Nevada? Well, it could be for a local service center, as there is one going in nearby, but I would guess that this is to help distribute parts more regionally or even nationally. Uh, St. Louis is well-centered in the U.S. It's also well-connected, and this could help supply the East uh, with parts a lot quicker. Right, because a lot of the waiting that Tesla owners are experiencing, especially around here, is due to the lack of parts or long shipping times of parts. And hopefully... This warehouse is going to help. So Stellantis has finally unveiled their first electric Jeep, the Avenger, at the Paris Auto Show. Now, first off, this small SUV will not be coming to the U.S. According to Stellantis, the Avenger is only going to be sold in Europe, South America, and Japan. Okay, that's weird. But let's hear about the specs. Okay, it'll be front-wheel drive with a 400-volt, 156-horsepower, or 192-foot-pound torque front motor which is not that powerful, uh, a 54 kilowatt hour battery pack, which is not that big, and a WLTP super optimistic range of 400 kilometers or 249 miles. So the EPA range, which is more realistic, would probably be like 350 kilometers. That's 217 miles. It has a pretty wimpy DC fast charge speed of only 100 kilowatts, but the battery is small. So the 20 to 80 percent charge time is estimated at 30 minutes. It has a 10 and a quarter inch center display, optional heated and massage seats, driver assistance, adaptive cruise control, and lane centering. Unfortunately, no price yet, but you can pre-order. The Avenger will be followed by the larger Jeep Renegade outside of North America. For North America, the lineup will include the Grand Wagoneer S and the Recon, which is a Wrangler-inspired off-road vehicle. So what do, you, what do you think of the Avenger? Uh, Good name. Uh, uh, I mean, are they going to do like a Marvel tie-in? Uh, okay, but no, no, this is a compliance car. I mean, are you kidding me? This is this is really, really pathetic. Like the specs on this suck. I'm going to pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers in this racket. I mean, for Europe, it could work because obviously people aren't driving, you know, the crazy distances that they do in the U.S. But, this but look is, at the pictures, Jesse. It's driving off road. It's so cool. This is a compliance car. I can't. I mean, I guess Stellantis needs compliance cars still. Is off-roading a thing in Europe? Like, I'm not saying nobody does it, but like I've been to Europe a bunch and I don't feel like there's a big off-roading community. Am I wrong? Like, comment down below. I just don't. I look, this is the you look at the specs and you're like, that's a compliance car. I, I'm glad that people are going to be able to buy this thing. I know that it it probably is going to work a little bit better in Europe. But I mean, this is what. Stellantis is doing with Jeep. It's probably why they're not starting in the U.S. because it's just <laughs> it not going to sell. No, would not sell. Tesla has finally addressed an issue that people in colder climates have been getting pretty annoyed at for a while now, and that is frozen door handles. Right. Yeah, we've had all sorts of trouble in the winter with ice blocking up the door handles. But last year, I thought they had a fix. Um, they would blow warm air out the door handles when you defrosted the car. Isn't that the solution? No, this is a new solution. Tesla has given the ability to remotely open the door of your car from your app without using the door handle at all. Wait, so it just opens my door? Yeah. And I can do that from my app? Just press a button? That's the idea. But but hang on. If I left my car parked, let's say at the airport, and I was somewhere else entirely, couldn't I just open the door to my car with no way to close it? Well, I mean, from what I've seen, and I can't use it because I don't have an iPhone, but it's coming. It's coming to Android. Okay. Um, it's supposed to only work when you're within the unlocking range of the car. 
So I think okay. that it solves that problem. You're not going to be, uh, you know, out at the ball game and you're going to kind of be like, you know, jostled around and pull out your phone. And, Oops, I accidentally opened the door and now I have no way to close oh, it. Oh, so as long. OK, so I have to be within a certain number of feet. We should test that, by the way. We, we will test okay. that. But basically, it's whatever the unlock range is. It's you're going to have to be really close to it. OK, but what if I accidentally hit it and walk away? Like I'm going to the ball game and I accidentally hit it and walk off to the ball game. Well, I mean, your phone will notify you if doors and windows are left open mm -hmm. for extended periods of time, usually within the couple minutes. So you should be able to turn around before you even walk out of the parking lot, come back, close the door. It's also not going to it doesn't open the door all the way. It just unlatches it. Sure. It's not obvious. Um, I hear what you're saying, but I mean. I think the real question is, my question is, is this really going to work in the winter? Mm. Because usually when my handles freeze, everything else is frozen, <laughs> right? My windows are frozen so they don't slide down, which means I usually have to really yank the door handle. Now I don't have a handle to yank on. I'm mm -hmm. pulling on the corner. Not to um, mention the seals. Right. So like if it unlatches and the seals don't give, is it just going to go like click? Well, you know what? As soon as it gets cold, I'm sending you out there to test it for us. Great. <laughs> with your blanket on. <laughs> Hey, and if you want to share this story with your friends, but you don't want to share the entire one hour episode, head on over to our Now You Know Clips channel, subscribe, and you'll be able to share a lot of these news stories with your friends because we'll chop them into little bite-sized clips. All right, it's time for Into the Future, sponsored by our friends at Henson Shaving. And, you know, I was shaving this morning, as I do every morning for Tesla Time News, because, uh, you know, you guys deserve a nice, well-shaven Jesse. And uh, I was thinking, you know, it had been a while since I had shaved and big, long hairs and they just rinse right out of this thing. Nice. You know when you have, you know, your typical razor and you're sitting there under the sink like, why did they not leave enough room for the hairs to come out? They have they have special places where the hairs come out. It's just it's such a nice razor. I want you to get one and you can get 100 free blades if you use our code. Make sure that you put the blades in your cart when you're checking out. It's a great gift idea by the way for the holidays. Oh yes. I mean, order it now. You won't have to think of anything else later. So if you haven't watched the Netflix show Countdown Inspiration for Mission to Space, I highly recommend it. It is so fun to watch with the whole family. It's about the first all-civilian crew to space aboard SpaceX's Falcon 9 and Crew Dragon that launched successfully last year and raised $200 million for St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Well, billionaire Jared Isaacman is leading another mission called Polaris Dawn, and this mission will see the crew orbiting for five days and the first commercial spacewalk at an altitude of 435 miles, which is way higher in orbit than the ISS. This mission's crew will include Sarah Gillis as a mission specialist and Anna Menon. Those who watched the Inspiration4 mission will remember Sarah and Anna as the SpaceX ground specialists who were instrumental to that mission's success. So Jared bought another flight. Yes, it's a win-win-win. Jared gets to be an astronaut again. SpaceX gets a paid mission with a proven commander. And St. Jude's Hospital gets another big fundraiser. And hopefully we down here on Earth will get another inspiring mission for all these astronaut dreamers watching. It's time for Going Green. Rolls-Royce has been talking about it for over a year now. Their first electric car, the Spectre. What Rolls-Royce is calling the, the world's, world's first, first ultra-luxury ultra electric, electric super coupe. coupe. But now, for the first time, we get to see what it's going to look like. And some stats here. It'll weigh over 6,000 pounds. It'll have a cushy interior with plush leather seats, wood veneers, and lambswool carpeting, along with this starry-lit headliner and door interiors. Uh, suicide doors, of course. of course. 577 horsepower, which is 664 foot-pounds of torque, for a 0 to 60 in 4.4 seconds. No battery size has been given yet, but uh, I think it's going to have to be pretty big. The expected range is 260 miles or 418 kilometers. No exact price, but Rolls-Royce says that it will cost between $350,000 and $460,000. So probably in the 400 range. And production should start next year with first deliveries in late 2023. So right. what do you think? Should we sign up to get one? Uh, I actually went on the site, um, but it was like, there was no like sign up page. It was like, do you want to discuss this with us? And I was like, not really. <laughs> yeah, you're lucky that they had a link at all. Um, y look, uh, I don't think that I'm going to be buying one. I no. don't think that most people that we're talking to are going to buy one. But guess who is going to buy them? No, I don't know. Who. Dumb rich people. And you know what? That's great because once they start buying it, then people are going to go, oh, my God, is that the new thing? And they're like, yeah, it's electric. And everyone's going to go, ooh, electric. You know what I think we should do? What? We should buy an old Rolls Royce and convert it. And convert it. Maybe. I don't think I need a Rolls Royce. <laughs> I have a Tesla. All right, it's time for sunspots. 
So this chart caught my attention this week. Look at this. China is in red there. The rest of the world is in gray. China just built more offshore wind in 2021 than the rest of the world has managed in the previous five years put together. Okay, so I read a lot of news articles and reports about wind. And I mean, I knew that China was building a lot of solar and wind, but I somehow missed how quickly it's been adding up. Yeah, this is 26 gigawatts. That's half of the world's 54 gigawatt total. Also, to show how bad, you know how we talk about the IEA a lot and how they have really good data, but really bad forecasts. Mm. All right, so China added twice as much Offshore wind in 2021, as IEA had forecast in December of 2021. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So, so like, China's already been doing this. Yeah. IEA in December was like, I think the 2021 numbers are going to be this. And it was this. Right. Yeah, it just shows that, Woo. like, we're all having trouble wrapping our heads around how fast this change to sustainable energy is. It's just off the charts. Mm -hmm. And this is a chart showing how off the charts it is. Look, you're watching the show, so I know you are at least open to the idea of solar energy. And if you don't have solar panels already, it might be because you've been putting it off. And we get it. You're busy. But please trust me on this. Don't put it off any longer. If you've been thinking about getting your slice of free energy from the sun and you live in Europe, that's Sweden, Germany, Spain, the Netherlands, Belgium, with more countries coming soon, reach out to Svea Solar at the link below. Yes, yeah, Svea is offering something special for our Now You Know viewers. You can choose to prepay your solar energy solution and get an EV charger with 50% off or select the pay-as-you-go solar energy solution with no upfront fees and get the first six months for free. Both offers are only available until November 1st, which is coming up. So don't wait. Reach out to Svea Solar today. And if you live in North America and you'd like to become your own small energy provider, talk to the team at EnergyPal. They are the solar and battery experts that help homeowners make the best solar choices. They're like having your very own personal expert solar consultants, and they do it all for you for free. The link is down below. Tell them that Zach and Jesse sent you. All right, it's time for our video contributor stories. Remember, we need your stories. Send them into hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. What do we got this week? Yeah, don't be uh, intimidated, uh, people who are sending in their stories, because this one is uh, really, really good. Let's check it out. That was from Will and Joost in Eindhoven, the Netherlands. Uh, solar canoe. Yeah, he said it's easy to build and great fun to sail. I want one. Do you? I mean, I know it looked complicated, but like we've done a lot of projects like this, and it's not that bad. Actually, that is pretty darn simple. And I don't even think there's a battery involved. I don't think. I mean, you could add one, but yeah. you don't need one. It's incredible. Great job, guys. That is so fun. All right, it's time for our Patreon bonus stories. And on our bonus stories this week, uh, did you hear about that new EV that's starting at $300,000? Yeah, we're going to dump all over it over on uh, Patreon bonus stories. So head on over there right now, patreon.com slash now you know. Support us for as little as a buck a month and get all these bonus stories every week. All 
right, we're back from our Patreon bonus stories. It's time for the shout outs. These are people that support us. They get their names on the end credits. Who do we got this week, Jess? We got Charles Fox. We got Keshav. Travis Nauman. Dale Leighton. Jeff McCabe. And Richard Gripe. Thank you so much for supporting us. We can't do this show without you. All right, so we had a Patreon poll. We asked, what do you think of Rivian halting delivery of the powered tono covers? And uh, most people said that it's unfortunate that the initial design was flawed, but it is the right move as hard as it is to swallow. Hmm. I kind of thought more people would answer the first one about losing their reputation because, I mean, to me, this is an important, uh, like, it was an important feature of the truck. Well, that, I think that's because you own a Rivian. I guess. Most people don't give don't a sh- own a Rivian, <laughs> so who cares? All right, it's time for Elon's Tweets of the Week. Again, he was super busy this week. We're going to put a lot of the tweets over on our Patreon bonus story, so go check that out there. And we start with this one. Elon said, standard non-performance 3 and Y suspension in production now has improved comfort without affecting handling. Hmm. Tesla owner Silicon Valley said Tesla Summon is a life hack. It'll come to you in the rain, shine, or if you're lazy, software is what separates Teslas from the rest. Elon says, actually, Smart Summon is almost done. So well, I can't wait for that one. That's going to be, again, a game changer. Is it going to show up and be like, the square root of 46? I don't know. So in reference to Starlink, Elon said SpaceX has already withdrawn its request for funding. To be precise, 25,300 terminals were sent to the Ukraine, but at present, only 10,630 are paying for service. So basically, they withdrew asking for funding from the Pentagon. Right. Because who needs to get paid, you know? Right. 28,700 bottles of exquisite burnt hair perfume already sold. Only 1,300 left of this unique limited edition collector's item. And then like eight seconds later, he was like, and sold out. Yeah, because I went to try and get it when I saw this, and it was already sold out. So darn, no... No burnt hair perfume I'll have for to make us. it myself. <laughs> uh, this is a huge story. Uh, internet in airplanes will feel the same as if you were accessing the internet at home. What you're talking about here is that airlines can now for 12000 to 25000 a month plus a one-time $150,000 hardware installation fee starting next year, put Starlink into their planes. And he said, we even did a Starlink video call on one airplane aloft to Starlink on another far away airplane aloft, and it worked perfectly with no lag. So... Good internet on an airplane. And by the way, we have an episode coming up on In-Depth where we kind of did this. uh, Well, I won't say anything. (laughs) Chuck Cook said, we're getting closer to the release of full self-driving beta 0.3, expecting improvements in unprotected left turns and many other changes under the hood. After AI Day 2022, excited to see the evolution of Tesla Vision through the occupancy networks, knowing that USS are going away. And that's the ultrasonic sensors. Elon says, several major architectural upgrades in 10.69.3. So it's much more than a point release, but we're sticking to 10.69 just because. Ha ha. Very funny. I love this tweet. Elon says, I will not let you down no matter what it takes. Mm. Marin says a quote from Elon, or, you know, when writing an article about me, I've had a long career in multiple industries. If you list my sins, I sound like the worst person on earth. But if you put those against the things I've done right, it makes much more sense. And Elon says, exactly. And I have to agree with him. I mean, you can't make too many friends making one of the most profitable and uh, biggest companies in the world. So, you know, a lot of people are not going to really like you. Tesla tweeted out SpaceX is ready for the 30th Starlink launch of 2022. Elon says SpaceX has more active satellites in orbit than the rest of Earth combined, tracking to double rest of Earth soon. <laughs> and if you're wondering how they do Starlink, that's how they do it. Wow. Jennifer Jacobs says scoop. Biden administration officials are discussing whether U.S. should subject some of Elon's ventures to national security reviews, including his deal for Twitter and the Starlink satellite network. Nick says it would be hysterical if the government stopped Elon from overpaying for Twitter. And Elon laughed at that. Tesla owner Silicon Valley wants to know how long do you think the recession will last? Elon says just guessing, but probably until spring of 24. Ouch. Spidey says Elon on a rating of 10. How likely is World War Three likely to happen? Elon says still very unlikely, but this is the closest we've been since Cuba in 62. Crimea is the trigger point, Spidey says. As you mentioned earlier, the fear of losing Crimea will ignite Russia to use nukes, right? Elon says if Russia faced calamitous defeat in conventional warfare for something as strategically critical as Crimea, the probability of using nuclear weapons is high. And Dexedrin says, why help fund the conflict then? Elon says Russia overrunning Ukraine would destabilize the entire region, perhaps the world. Renata says, what do you think? What's going to happen if Putin is removed from power or dies before the end of the war? Elon says those who want Putin removed are laboring under the misapprehension that whoever replaces him will be more amenable to peace or Western philosophies. But I think this is unlikely. The Kremlin is not the nice guy Olympics. Hmm. 
Homar's catalog said Starlink signals can be reverse engineered to work like GPS, whether SpaceX likes it or not. This is from a MIT Technology Review article. Elon said no thanks to using his mega constellation for navigation. Researchers went ahead anyway. Elon says headline is misleading. Starlink can obviously offer far more robust positioning than GPS, as it will have a thousand times more satellites over time. Not all will have line of sight to users, but still greater than 10x GPS and far stronger signal. Just not today's problem. Yeah, there's a lot here, actually, but we'll have to digest that later. J.D. Ross says WhatsApp had 35 engineers for 450 million users, and it grew to a team of 50 for 900 million users. Twitter cutting to 2,000 employees from 7,500 is not a skeleton staff. And Elon laughed at this. Uh, of course, Elon's buying Twitter, and he is going to lay them off. Lay a bunch of people off. I, uh, I have to imagine a lot of them weren't doing too much. It's, no. If you've, if you've been on Twitter. They were tweeting, probably. It's Twitter. Tesla owner Silicon Valley says, hey, Elon, when is FSD beta 10.69.3 coming? Elon says next week. It's actually a major release, so a lot more internal testing is needed before going to public beta. Can't wait for that one. Ruth ben Giet says the faux selflessness is among the grossest things about Elon, who himself received almost $5 billion in government subsidies. And Elon says, why are you perpetuating propaganda concocted by the oil and gas industry to distract you from the $6 trillion per year of subsidies that those companies receive? Because they're trying to keep you looking in a different direction. I mean, $5 billion, this is over his entire career, over multiple companies that are worth multiple billions of dollars. Yeah, and it's not going into his it's pocket. Not, yeah, it's, it's going into the companies, right. which, you know, Tesla, SpaceX. I'm just I'm just saying. Here's a quote from Elon. We will make super efficient home HVAC with HEPA filters one day. Elon says it will happen. Michael Malice says not a single person wringing their hands about Elon buying Twitter has ever had a problem with Jeff Bezos owning the Washington Post. Elon says good point. And Septimus says Washington Post says that Elon Musk is a national security threat. Democracy dies in darkness, their slogan says. But instead, democracy dies when influential people use journalism to protect powerful interests while deceptive claim that they are protecting common people's interests. Elon says exactly. Washington Post are such hypocrites. And he tweeted out, I know nothing is forever. Why does the nothing have the lines? Um, it's probably computer code. Yeah, it's computer stuff. code. Tell, tell us what it means, you nerds. Uh, I love this one. We're going to get a Neuralink show and tell on November 30th. Okay. Yeah. All right. And he tweeted out, who decides the current thing? Real question. I don't know. Mm. Mm, what's the current thing? I think you might find the answer in the movie Wag the Dog. And fan of E tweeted out this quote from Elon. I love humanity and we should fight for a good future for humanity. We should be optimistic about the future. And Elon says, absolutely. Here's a retweet from SpaceX, the Falcon Heavy in the hangar at Launch Complex 39A. And Tesla Roddy tweeted out some EU countries might foot the bill for SpaceX Starlink service in Ukraine. Elon says before Department of Defense even came back with an answer, I told Fedorov Mikhailov that SpaceX would not turn off Starlink even if DOD refused to provide funding. So, again, he was asking for funding. He was not demanding it. And uh, Mikhailo Fedorov says, thanks, Elon. Before all the talks about funding, you confirmed to me that in any case, you will ensure the work of Starlinks in Ukraine. This was critically important for Ukraine. We are grateful to you. Elon says you're most welcome. All right, it's time for Community Mail Time. Community Mail Time. Remember to send in your stories to hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. And Gage spotted a Hyundai Kona at Aquashella in Illinois. Aquashella, by the way, is a big aquarium conference. Ola spotted this Model 3 with a funny license plate in Helsingborg, Sweden. <laughs> A viewer spotted a Rivian Amazon van out at the Amazon Delivery Center in Scripps Ranch, San Diego. Hardik sent us this rusty, Halloween-y wrapped Model 3 he spotted in Portland, Oregon. Our friend Somi's Tesla did a cool move on FSD Beta. Check this out. And there's a car coming, so it's just going to go to the side here and wait. This car to pass. Wow. What? And now it's, okay, now it's, what? That was awesome. That was so cool. Yeah, it seems to know that both cars weren't going to fit down this tight street, so it pulled over into a space and waited for the oncoming car to pass. That's cool. I have experienced multiple human drivers you who have not been able to figure that out. Joseph sent us this picture of a Model S with a funny license plate. Erland spotted an ID Buzz charging in his hometown in Sandefjord, Norway. And Chris wrote us to tell us about a rotting animal smell that he was getting from his Performance Model 3 recently. He pulled the frunk liners out, saw some animal evidence. Basically, the one-inch space between the two coolers was packed with debris. He tried vacuuming it out without much luck. And when he tried to get a Tesla service tech using the app, he could only book a service center appointment for a week out, not a mobile tech visit. So I do think there should be a way, as we've said before, to get a human on the phone to help with Tesla service. Because... Mm. Uh, 
you don't want that problem. No. All right. Before we get to Tesla supercharger reviews, uh, let's go to a beautiful supercharger. York sent us these pictures of a destination charger at Lo Posada Hotel in Winslow, Arizona. He says it was built in the 30s as a destination hotel for the Santa Fe Railway. It's the same Winslow as it's a girl, my lord, in a flatbed Ford. Remember that uh, Eagle song? No. I've been to Winslow and uh, we played the song while we were there. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. The day I was there was 106 degrees. It was really hot. <laughs> well, they had a rainbow. I don't yeah. think you can have rainbows at 106 degrees. No. So uh, that is a beautiful supercharger. But let's see some other supercharger reviews in the world. And uh, we have to go to our community because I can't visit all these superchargers. Let's check them out. Hey, Zach and Jesse. This is Brian. I am here at the new seven stall supercharger location in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, it's actually a really nice location. It's closer to downtown closer to the capital, so it's a little further from the highway, but it's surrounded by lots of neat stuff. It's a gas station there if you want to do the ice car thing. Uh, over here, we've got uh, a nice little restaurant, a festival foods right back there. There's a really nice coffee shop just right there on the next block, uh, another restaurant across the street. So lots of neat stuff, very nice location, probably location-wise and quality-wise, uh, the best supercharging location in Madison. Uh, another location as I'll buy a mall, another location's in the parking lot of a, of a grocery store. So this is by far the nicest, just not closest to the highway. So anyway, now you know. So I'm here at Otsu, Japan, and uh, just, they just put in a new supercharger here, four stalls. And there's a small walking center over here. Um, that store right in front of there does sell koroke and uh, some Japanese fried food, so easy to pop in there and get a snack. There is a small curry shop over there and a flower shop. And then over here is uh, an older supermarket. Uh, it does have bathrooms you can use here. And uh, since it's a new charger, it's uh, top of the line. It's charging nicely. And so I would give this a uh, seven out of 10. Hey, Zach and Jesse, this is Kevin from Colorado at the eight stall supercharger location here in Lincoln, Nebraska. This location is located in the Hy-Vee uh, grocery chain parking lot, surrounded by Culver's Custard Ice Cream Restaurant. Over here to our left is a Sam's Club along with a Wahlburgers next to the High V store, which also has a Starbucks coffee. There are a number of other shops here for clothing, wine, spirits, a Dollar Tree store, uh, PetSmart, and more. An excellent location to stop and shop while you're charging your Tesla here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Now you know. This is the new Turkheim supercharger, 250 watts, eight stalls. Not exactly the nicest place. Over here we have um, a petrol station with a service center, appears to be a McDonald's. And close by is an amusement park for the kids. There's a Burger King or something over there as well. It's actually, they're both Burger Kings, no McDonald's. And a rather noisy lorry park. Probably about five or six out of ten. It's not very far from the Autobahn to uh, Lindau. That's one good thing about it. It's maybe a three minutes drive from the motorway. Thank you, guys. I love it that you guys do this every week for us. And then you put them on our Supercharger review page. You guys can all do this. You can see them there or put your own reviews there. Tell us what you find, the amenities, and be kind of harsh. You know, I mean, a 10, like we've said before, is for like massages and pools and stuff. DJs. <laughs> all right. What do we got for new superchargers in the world? We got a lot of Chinese superchargers. Here we go. We got the three stall at Heiwan. At Jianji Shopping Center in China. The three stall in Chengdu at the Haoyang Mai Cheng Hilton Garden Inn in China. The six stall in Luzhou at Joihui, China. The six stall at Hangzhou at the Shengao Technology Park in China. The three stall in Maheku at Magnolia Hotel, China. The two stall in Lai Bin at the Hengfeng Hotel in China. The three stall in Shanghai at the Huangpu Greenland Colorful City, China. 
The sixth stall at Guangzhou at the NetEase headquarters, phase two, China. The eighth stall in Pembroke Pines, South Hiatus Road, Florida. The three stall in Foshan at the Longhui Building in China. And number 1,425 in China is the sixth stall in Shanghai at Zhanghui City, China. Number 146 in Germany is the 20 stall in Oringen, Germany. Number 31 in Michigan is the 12 stall in Lansing at South Pennsylvania Avenue, Michigan. Number 312 in California is the 16 stall in Santa Monica at Cloverfield Boulevard. That's going to be very popular. Yep. Number 91 in Texas is the 12 stall in Plano at Windhaven Parkway, Texas. And number 109 in Florida, number 1529 in the U.S., number 4329 in the world is the 16 stall in Orlando at South Orange Blossom Trail in Florida. Yeah, I like when there's a big number of new superchargers. It makes you feel really good. There's so many more permitted and construction coming. It's just going to be awesome. We're not going to run out anytime soon. And I want to thank all of our amazing patrons scrolling past here. If you want to join them again, patreon.com slash now you know to yeah, support I mean, the news. Thanks so much for watching and being part of this amazing community of folks who care about our planet and each other. I mean, things are probably going to get worse before they get better. And it's important to stay positive and in touch with positive people. So stay connected, and one way that you can do this is through our amazing Patreon page, where you can join us on live streams, book clubs, hangouts, bonus stories, and more. So go check it out. We think that you'll get a lot out of it. Now, we work hard to make it a fun and informative place, and I want to talk about a recent Investor Club stock challenge that mm -hmm. we did. So this is one year where we did paper trading. And one of our members made a lot of money, paper money, and he explained his strategies. You will not want to miss that. We have that up on our Investor Club bonus stories, um, and it's right there now. So you, if you are interested in investing and you want to learn how in real life, a person in real time made a lot of money. Fake you, money. <laughs> real fake money. But I mean, like they, if it was real money, they would have right. made real money. Exactly. But like it's showing how you can really do it. And it showed his strategy. And he's just a regular person. Mm -hmm. Like he's not like a fund manager or something. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're talking a return on investment that's just astounding, especially in a weird market. So, yeah, we have it up there now. I urge you to go check it out. Um, we think we bring you so much value that it's not only great because you're supporting us, but that it's actually good for you, too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we hope you go check it out. Try it out for as little as a buck a month. What do you have to lose? Right. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next week. Now, now you know. know. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.